same old trouble Villains always knocking at the door Pretty pictures on the page But nothing ever stays the same Thank you, Vandello! <laughs> and welcome <laughs> to Graphically Novel! My name is Josh Wasta, a.k.a. Fallout Fieri, and with me, the man who creeps it real, he's bone to be wild, he's head of our fan club, <laughs> he's the Romeo to our Gouliet, oh it's Bear! <laughs> how, how the hell long did you work on that? <laughs> ah, ah, yeah, it took some time. I was not prepared for any of that. <laughs> Oh my original introduction for no. you? That's what we'll no, 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 no. Anyways, and with us as always, the lovely and talented, our vault keeper. <laughs> I'm not the old witch. <laughs> uh, listen, I didn't see an old witch in there, and there was really no other characters that I really wanted to liken you to in a whole of this. <laughs> so misogynistic. <laughs> It's Wise the, move, my friend. The lovely and talented, the Baroness of Ms. Jennifer Allen. Thank you. And it's my pleasure to welcome back a returning guest, Mr. Jason L. Blair. Thank you for joining us again. I'm the one who dies this episode, right? Yes. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I knew I'm the guest star. That's what happens. Yep. Thanks, you, thanks for having uh, me back. You get killed in the prequel to Sorry, Married an Axe Murderer, <laughs> uh, which was... Episode five of the first season. Oh, thank you for bringing that up. So <laughs> it took him longer than it took you to come up with, and now your taint is covered in rat poop. Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> oh, just that moment. It's like, okay, we walk into this abandoned house, and it's our <laughs> wedding night. So, hey, baby. Take your clothes off. Get naked, sit on old furniture. Right? Dude just strips down and sits on this couch that's in front of a fireplace. And like, that thing, you have no idea what's on that thing. Well, as a quick note, just to jump in, we are talking about Tales from the Crypt today. <laughs> and our special Halloween uh, episode, so happy Halloween, everyone. Yay! <laughs> uh, as as uh, you are listening to this, um, well, if it is Saturday, uh, the 29th, we will be going and seeing Vandello at a winery. Oh, yeah. I forgot all about that. Yeah. yeah, it'll be a good time. Uh, but, yeah, so Tales from the Crypt. Um, we're going full spoilers on this one. A, because in order to get the DVDs for this, and there are no Blu-rays, uh, which we will discuss why, um... It costs a lot of money. nobody wants to put this on Blu-ray. No, no, actually, that's no. not the case. Yeah, this, There's a story. high demand for this property. Yeah. And it is caught up, and we'll get into it. Okay. But, uh, and also, the comics are from the 50s, or the reprints are from the 70s. Right, so this has been around for a while. Yeah. And I'm just going to tell you that spoilers are not really gonna spoil anything for no. you no most of these uh, mainly because we can't spoil the wall of text that is most of these <laughs> comics yes so jason how long had it been since you had gone and read these <sighs> man i have not read a ton i had not read a ton of tales from the crypt um but i read i want to say I read like a, a collection probably back it's probably been about 15 16 years okay i remember um i think i picked up a collection around then um just because i wanted I, I i just every once in a while i get like this bug to like dive into like old ec comics and and you know i don't know why i just do i'm like i want to i want to i want to get into these and 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 every time i'm reminded like as was mentioned these are novels like like you mm -hmm. read one page and like you got to take a break there's so many yeah. It's just they're so dense and it's all I mean it's wonderful because it's like wonderful like hugely like hyperbolic and, and gross language and stuff like that but yeah. uh but yeah it'd been a while up until preparing for this episode and diving back in again it was like I was like oh yeah wow that's right yeah uh it's it's pretty crazy uh you know to go there are ones that it's kind of fun to go back I would put this into that category and then as we've discovered on this show there are some that just they did not hold up mm -hmm. at all mm -hmm. um yeah so um but to to jump into a little bit uh on why you can't get a lot of these things um 
there's actually a pretty interesting case um, for a trademark dispute that talks about Tales from the Crypt. So there have been a couple of different announcements of new Tales from the Crypt. One was like at the height of M. Night Shyamalan, uh, like he announced that he was going to be doing another Tales from the Crypt. Mm -hmm. um, and all of a sudden it just failed. And the reason for that is, is that um, the original person um, that, that wrote all of the EC stuff um his last name's Gaines. now i'm trying to remember his william Gaines. Name. thank you william Gaines. Yep. uh had the rights he licensed it out to the popular series you know the comic series in the 70s which were basically reprints um and then uh the the um show which started in 89 and went for seven years eight years eight years um and when these reboots started they reached out to the estate that uh the intellectual property was under um <laughs> and they just started not responding so people were willing to give them a lot of money uh they would not come to the case at all like even show up to court it took seven years but uh finally the withholding company as of november 2021 which was after the last time i researched abandoned its uh, rights to the Crypt Keeper trademark and Tales from the Crypt uh, holdings. So we'll probably see a new Tales from the Crypt. We'll probably see a lot of stuff starting to come out uh, and get published soon. I'm surprised it's not already on uh, HBO Max, um, which is weird. But anyway, just a little fascinating history on why you haven't seen more Tales from the Crypt stuff. This was, I can't even describe how popular the Tales from the Crypt stuff was like mm -hmm. eight, late 80s early 90s i mean oh, i'm man. pretty sure i went and saw the the uh demon knight in the movie theater yep <laughs> there was a saturday morning cartoon tales from the crypt keeper yep. yes yep yeah which was like a kiddified version of the hbo show which is a weird thing for the early 90s i mean it was a little you know slightly ramped up version of basically scooby-doo yeah kind of yeah. um but for those who may not know that was common it was common for like these very much adult properties to get like kid versions. Like I remember RoboCop had a cartoon and there's nothing kid about like the RoboCop movie. I mean, so Toxic like, Avenger. Toxic Avenger. Yeah, um, well, yes. <laughs> there was Hammerman. There was Hammerman. Like, always his, controversial. magic shoes. It was uh, it was it was bizarre and 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 because but I, but as a, as someone who was a kid during that time like it that totally appealed to me because I was a fan of RoboCop and I was a kid and I was a right. fan of Tales from the Crypt as a kid and so I wanted both the the gory violent uh, movies and shows and also I wanted the cartoons on Saturday morning. Yeah, that um that actually backfired on me um because I watched the Toxic Adventure cartoon and then caught the original toxic avenger on usa up all night oh man <laughs> yeah that was a fantastic round of shears impression thank you thank you i i probably could have done gilbert but most more people know ronda shears hosted that show than mm -hmm. gilbert hosted that show i mean that image is still stuck in my mind of ronda shear hosting that show so. that's just because you were impressionable and boobs yes yeah yeah uh <laughs> also uh on before silk stockings Ooh, silk <laughs> stockings oh my Which god streams i found it the other day it's oh on god. a streaming service i mean i won't because i have access to real porn now but... <laughs> <laughs> you know still watching like scrambled television signals trying to find the that's right loop. Ooh, ooh, ooh. i think that was a oh, thigh oh, oh. oh man that's somebody's fetish out there and i'm so sorry <laughs> they're stuck in scramble vision that's <laughs> anyway uh very specific so tales from the crypt uh and so you uh as we 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 checked in have the dvd set mm -hmm. uh so going back and watch so how, do you watch them regularly or was this an occasion to go back uh th this was an occasion to go back i i, I again i love 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 tales from the crypt when it was on uh hbo was the was the cable service that oh it was like the the pay channel service that my, my family had so i was so lucky and fortunate like i got to watch tales from the crypt um and so this i i want to say it was a it was a while ago that i i just i asked for them for, and i got them all for christmas i got all 
the, I got the entire run on DVD for Christmas one year. Wow. And, uh, and I went back to it and I just, I loved it even more. And, and, and kind of what's great about, well, I mean, great, great is I'm a fan of, I'm <laughs> someone who kind of likes like snapshots. Yeah. You can tell, you could you could feel them, right? I like butterfly wings. Um, uh, like the comic is very much of its time, very much like pros and cons. I'm sure we'll get into those. Um, and, and the, and the television series is as well. Um, yeah, but I love I love going back to it because there are these wonderfully morbid morality plays. Um, right. And and so, yeah, going back and, and watching some some of my favorite episodes, um, including, you know, the 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 uh, Larry Drake as Crazy Santa. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, my, my favorite remains the, um, the the Nine Lives one. I love, love, love that episode. It oh, was, Dig That Cat. Oh, it's so, so good. Um, I remember. Um, yeah, it just it set a bar. It was it's such a great episode. Yeah, the thing I I hadn't watched these very, very long time. Uh and in fact, Bear uh found a did you say it was seventies movie, yeah. Tales from the Crypt? Mm-hmm. Y- yes. And it yeah. was like oh, what was it? It was like seventy or seventy four, something like that. It was just a bunch <clears> of people <throat> lost in them. <laughs> yeah, well it was a, basically like these people all start pulling up to this house where you see that they're gonna have like this crypt tour. And everybody just kind of wanders in, and everybody's like, I don't even really know why I'm here. I just kind of saw it and pulled in, and they start wandering down, and there's, you know, the tour guide that's like, oh, dude, stay close, everybody, don't get lost, stay close, don't get lost. And eventually, like, there's no tour guide anymore, and there's, like, half a dozen people, and they're all just like, oh, my God, where did the tour guide go? And they wander into this room, and there's just this old dude in a black robe with some kind of weird skull throne that he's sitting on, and, like, like half a dozen stone benches and everybody sits down and he basically just starts going through everybody's sins and it's just a collection of short stories and then when it's all done they just like walk through a door and basically fall into a white volcano hell (laughs) cool (laughs) this is really weird what a twist (laughs) right and uh peter cushing is in that yes um I am actually just going through right now my notes uh, because the cast that shows up at this is freaking amazing because yeah. either they're known for this time period or they're, they will be like, they are on the cusp. Um, so uh, William Sadler is in the first episode, oh my God, William which yeah. Way to kick it off. Oh my God. Um, I love William Sadler. Um, you know, uh, Mary Ellen Trainer, Larry Drake, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. Joe Pantoliano, mm. uh, who I love him it in everything. Shows up he shows everywhere. Him. Yeah, uh, Leah Thompson. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, as as Bear said, as we were watching, he was waiting for Howard the Duck to show up. <laughs> uh, Amanda Plummer, and this must have been either uh, just before or just after. Um, single white female. Uh, but we were joking about how it is the prequel to uh, So I Married an Axe Murderer, where she was Rose. Because <laughs> it has to do with marriage, and it has to do with an axe, and uh, it was fantastic. Um, so, Jason, you said mm-hmm. the cat uh, episode is your mm-hmm. favorite. Oh my god. Uh, Bear and, and Jen, how about you guys? I, I mean, I have a new favorite after last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, the whole like uh, I'm just gonna get naked here in front of the fire. Yeah, I'll tell you to get the naked. Amanda Plummer episode. Yeah, oh, lover come hack to me. Yes. Yeah, and he just kind of plunks his naked ass down on this <laughs> dusty old chaise. Yeah, couch that hasn't seen like the house hasn't seen use in God knows how long. And it's like, dude, you got rat poo in your taint right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. God! Yeah, um, Jen. Did you have a favorite? That was the same one. The same one. Yeah, because okay. yeah. she lost her shit after yeah. this. And, uh, you, you don't remember? She made you pause the show. Yes, it's true. Was laughing so damn hard. Oh, my gosh. I'm just looking at IMDb, and it's like, yeah, we've, you know, brought up some, but Patricia Arquette. Mm-hmm. Over the next few seasons, yes. Demi, seven, it Demi is seven Moore. Seasons. Yeah. 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 Holy cow. Richard Thomas. Yep. This thing drew a lot of a lot of talent in front of the camera and behind the camera like tom hanks directed an episode schwarzenegger directed an episode like it's yeah don rickles 
Curry. Oh, Don Rickles, yes. Yeah, Bob Hoskins, Tom Curry, or Tim Curry was in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, just amazing. Yeah. And uh, Daniel Craig and Brad Pitt. Are you really? Huh. Uh, probably one of my favorite uh, character actors that showed up in this uh, for a few episodes, but but notably one. He keep, he always shows up as a bartender, and that's Roy Brocksmith, um, probably known best um in from total recall he was the the yes. guy in charge of like the center um that goes and tries to convince arnold schwarzenegger that everything's in a dream and he sweats and like, he's, yeah, he's the one that sweats yeah yes mm-hmm. uh he is fantastic and everything but i didn't realize until i looked at the imdb he did three episodes and he's always the same bartender <laughs> which means that all of these things are happening either in the same city or with uh uh this this like bar out of time that is the tales from the crypt bar <laughs> yeah bobcat goldwaith showed up in this for apparently a two-parter clancy brown clancy oh, brown, clancy brown. <laughs> uh we do love clancy holy cow i just like i'm going through it just doesn't stop and it's like right? there are so many big names that were in this Bruce tv Davidson, series lee ironberg brad yeah. garrett martin sheen sam kinnison jesus Roger Daltrey. Isaac Hayes. <laughs> oh, Roger Daltrey during his acting phase. Yes. Those, those couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benicio Del Toro is in an episode. Oh, oh. my God. Luda yeah. Phillips. So this, uh, especially since this is our, our Halloween episode, uh, I did want to bring up like other other things like this because we don't, we have like full horror movies now. Mm-hmm. But we don't have anything like Tales from the Crypt, which I would also place into um, the category of, like, horror movie hosts. So, like, you look at, like, Svenguli, and you look at uh, Elvira. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of, and even even Billy Bob Thornton for, you know, a while. Um, why do you guys think it is that we don't have anything, like an anthology horror series that aren't movies? We do. Yeah. We do. We have, um, all you gotta do is go to Netflix. We've got American Horror Story, and we've mm-hmm. got Slasher, and we've mm-hmm. got, um, what was the other one that I was just watching? It's- like Channel Zero. Yeah, um, American Horror Stories I didn't put in the same category, but you're right. It just seemed like American Horror Stories, because I started watching the first episode, and they're basically anthologies about the seasons of the shows, like, that tie into it, and I'm like, crap. So now I've had to go back and start watching American Horror yeah. Story. Um, slasher is more season by season mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it just follows a single storyline for a season and alternately gets like kind of tales from the crypty and then kind of like super like gorathon, like um, season three, I think it was, I think it was season three was like just super gore all the way through. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, uh, I am not a gore or torture porn in my horror. Yeah, I only watched a couple of the saws and I was just like, yeah, I'm done with this series. I want psychological or I want like honestly comedy. Like if there's gore, it needs to be cranked up so high that it's like Or it needs to be Cabin campy. in the Woods. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, Cabin in the Woods had that level of It was a combination of both yeah. psychological and campy. Right. Um but uh, uh you know, in this in this Tales from the Crypt type of vein. Um, what are some horror movies that you all have seen recently that you would recommend? Jason, I'm going to go with you first because I know you've got a list somewhere. <laughs> so it's actually been a while since I've watched uh, since I've been since I've watched horror movies. Um, uh, man, um, are you like specifically within like the Tales from the Crypt vein? Um, yeah, and an, an anthology is always good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if somebody liked this, what what more modern would they like? Oh, I'll, so, I'll I'll use uh, Trick or Treat as a, yes, as that's as exactly an what I was going to say. That was going to be my answer. It's not. It's I think it's like twenty seventeen or something. Well, I know it's older than that now, right? It's like it's right. Old and they're now. finally making a sequel. Well, yeah, but they've been talking about that for like a decade. They've been talking about a sequel. Um, <laughs> but Trick or Treat is probably the closest thing we have um, to a modern Tales from the Crypt in that um it's anthology it's horror it's it's there is morality to it it it, it just has it just has the feel of those kind of ec comic stories of like these are things happening to bad people yes and absolutely that's, and that's the thing that i think differentiates like tales from the crypt from a lot of other 
is that they're ultimately again the morality plays. So they're ultimately about bad, bad people getting their comeuppance in some way, um, and and there are exceptions to that. But yeah, I think Trick or Treat is great. I think like so you know me, I love uh, middle grade horror. Um, yes. and and that is where horror anthologies have thrived is targeting towards targeting to the younger audience uh from the 90s with goosebumps and are you afraid of the dark to the haunting hour in the early 2000s to creeped out um if, if people like that at all if they're you know because like you were saying you don't you don't really like the gore and i don't really like the gore either i like the i like imagination that's ultimately what i want i want new ideas i want imagination i want these to be imaginative tales i don't want to just see the same ideas over and over again um, I highly recommend any of those series like there um, and there and there's plenty more too. there's um you know if, once you start falling down that hole like like I think Bear said about the um Netflix just go to Netflix and once you start watching one you'll get tons of recommendations but uh yeah I, I recommend those even though they're not all brand new I, I think they're fantastic anthologies absolutely yeah um I mean yeah it's it's rough because I love an anthology especially when there's a through line through line mm-hmm. um like done extremely well and it's not horror but i would recommend four rooms oh, four um, rooms which is a fantastic movie done yeah. each room is done by a different director and then they all tie together and yeah. that that formula is something that will always pull me in right it's mm-hmm. you're gonna watch three to four different stories but they all have a through line um and i just i don't know i i really really love that uh go is another good example mm-hmm. um but i have yet to see it um done that well usually a horror anthology is just four three or four boom you know mm-hmm. um the thing i so, like about trick-or-treat is that there it, there isn't necessarily a through line but they are stories that are happening concurrently and they yes. intersect with each other and characters will cross paths from one story to another and it's just it, it tells a wonderful like multiple stories set in like a town right which is also great because it also messes with you when you're trying to follow like a, a timeline yeah in trick archery and they purposefully kind of moved it around derail you mm-hmm. and yeah yeah it's 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 pretty cool um yeah i would say that go is a lot like that yes yeah absolutely like, the whole, like all these different storylines smashing together right <laughs> at certain points but uh t- you know to open it a little bit more than the anthology modern horror and kind of like this is a heyday i was not a horror fan up until uh, probably a few years ago, and I've been playing a lot of catch up. Um, because like I said before, my my favorite horror movie was In the Mouth of Madness, which John, early John Carpenter and- I think you introduced me to that. Yes. And then I turned around and introduced you to- uh, Event Horizon. Event Horizon. Right, but more psychological than anything else. There's some gore, but it's not, you know, over the top and it's more messing with your head. I was actually just reading an article the other day on Google about how uh, the ending to Event Horizon was actually like way more gory and like they they did like their test audience and stuff like that. And people were getting up and walking out. They were like, no. And so they actually had to tone it down. That makes sense because the ending is like a Hellraiser. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but uh, it was about the time that Cabin in the Woods came out that uh really kind of opened me up and then people started giving me oh well if you like that you'll like this and so i've started to watch a lot more horror and i think uh having gone back that we're hitting kind of a a a renaissance of of the horror movie genre Mm -hmm. um there are a lot of really really good movies uh especially if you like a little bit more humor in it i mean you can go all the way to the netflix babysitter movies one oh and two God. are so good. phenomenal so good uh there's a movie called final girls mm-hmm. um, final girls was so yeah. awesome there's one called final girl as well so just yeah. know final girl is a little more serious final girls is the one you want to look for that's one with uh, the um melina ackerman Yes, yeah, yeah, that's the one where the they they the group goes into goes into the, an, her an mom, 80s yeah. horror, slasher movie, which is yeah. great. Um, I was actually just scrolling through because um, I wasn't ready for this question at all. I uh, was going through and it's like scrolling through my Netflix like stuff I've been watching and found two things that I think we both just kind of glazed over and went, oh, we completely forgot about those that are horror anthologies that we've both seen and the first one is black mirror oh mm-hmm. yeah. yes like fits right into the genre of Absolutely. horror anthology episode by episode and the other one which if you like a little more comedy love death and robots 
Oh, which I, right. yeah, uh, we watched the first season. We mm-hmm. haven't watched past that. Watch some more of it, especially like the the, the mini zombie apocalypse. <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> adorable. Well, and on Paramount, if you haven't seen it, uh, uh, Jordan Peele did Twilight Zone for two seasons. So good. Oh, no, I haven't. And his Twilight so Zone good. stuff is yeah. legit. It's yeah. really good. Um Deals a lot, like, as you would expect with Jordan Peele, deals a lot more with race um, or with, like, more social issues right. than... Uh, well, I mean, twi- the original Twilight Zone did that, too. Oh, I agree. Um, but but in the vein of what we were talking about with Tales from the Crypt and it being a morality tale, yeah. Twilight Zone was less a morality tale and more uh, social issues. Yeah. Um, you know... People aren't inherently bad in the Twilight Zone to have bad things happen to them. They're just people which make them bad. Yes. <laughs> I'd also like to go back and reference one of the, the best air quote horror series that we watched, which was Midnight Texas. Oh my god. Midnight <laughs> Texas. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, it was so funny. It was yeah. <laughs> And so I don't bad. think it was intended to be, but it was. No, it was no, not. absolutely not intended to be, but it was so good. It was so funny. By the same person that wrote True Blood. And you could tell. Yes, you <laughs> could. Yes, you could. <clears throat> oh, okay. Um, Sorry, didn't mean to derail you with... No, that's okay. Midnight, Texas. I mean, there's, there's just... Uh, I, I want to open it up more to the topic of horror, you know, how this series affected things moving forward um because just passing through there are so many projects that either directly came from this series mm-hmm. or uh were inspired by it so i'm looking at the frighteners with michael j fox mm-hmm. um was going to be a tales from the crypt movie uh <laughs> but robert zemeckis loved it so much that he had it spun off um uh death becomes her was nice. uh called an extended episode of tales from the crypt totally yeah totally Totally. fits in that genre Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely love that movie too that's a good one i haven't seen it in a while from dusk till dawn was originally supposed to be a tales from the crypt movie that does not surprise me in the least right did you watch the from dusk till dawn series no oh god like the first the first season was absolutely amazing second season started to go downhill but it was it was pretty pretty badass you know that that is the movie where I did not like um, George Clooney. <laughs> I didn't like George Clooney because all he was he was on like whatever that TV soap opera thing. PR. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm just like, oh, whatever. You know, I don't like this guy. And then he was in that movie, and I don't know what it was because it's not like, oh, this movie is amazing, and I can see how excellent of an actor he is. There was just something in in seeing him be a character so completely different from anything else that i had seen i was just like oh okay maybe this guy's got a little bit of depth maybe maybe he can't act a little bit <laughs> yeah he's got a little bit of range yeah the neck tattoo didn't hurt <laughs> <laughs> i like that you dismissed him like he was a sympathetic pediatrician you're like no fuck this guy but <laughs> <laughs> hold on neck tattoo and psycho okay let's okay we're talking now well, now a little bit of insight into my personality. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I mean, I, I I kind of have run through my questions uh, pretty quick, but just on the topic of, of modern horror, Tales from the Crypt, opening mm-hmm. it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, it, I think you're right. I think it has spawned, I think it spawned a lot more horror movie or you know horror as a tv series mm-hmm. which you didn't really see a lot of right which if you uh, listeners if you are wanting to dip your toes into some of this this uh, horror not anthology but but horror long form um house on haunted hill mm-hmm. uh, oh i totally forgot midnight mass so midnight yeah. mass, midnight midnight mass, mass was i would i actually would would put at the top of that list uh but there's yeah like i said renaissance for horror it's not all just slashers freddy krueger and jason Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of really good um psychological psychological stuff new kind of icons of horror trick-or-treat's a good example because it's Mm -hmm. got uh sam hain which is a cute little kid in a burlap sack 
uh, the babysitter movies are. Oh my god, so good, so good. They actually just did a uh, uh, trilogy of movies that they released like one month after another on Netflix. That are the Fear Street movies. Fear Street, based on yeah. Stein novels. Yep. Yes. Yep, and they have a thorough line that's really mm-hmm. good. Yep. Um. Yeah, just a ton of content. Right well, there's there. a lot of you know, and I'm you know, I'll you'll be shocked to hear that I like more of the uh, weird, obscure, you know, not necessarily obscure, but just the, the, maybe the stuff that's not, um, you know, top 10 popular with everyone that everyone knows. Oh yeah, that movie. And I, you know, we've watched a few Mm -hmm. that, you know, I had never heard of that I thought were just incredible. Um, and I'm, I don't remember if it's right. The audition. Is that the one with the, the perfection, the perfection is on Netflix. Oh my gosh. That was so good. Yeah. If you haven't seen that one, that one really messes with your perceptions. Really, really good. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's all based on how cutthroat, uh, being a musician, a well, classical, a professional, yeah, professional yeah. classical musician. Yeah. Um, and then of course, uh, Jordan Peele's movies yeah. are just mm-hmm. All of them. astounding. Which are great. And you know what? I don't think it's just the order that we watched them in. Get Out is great. Get Out was a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. I, I liked Us more. Us was fucking scary. Yeah. That was just like fucking terrifying. Um, and it was so well done. It was so, so well done. But yeah, you and I, it's... I think that you really, it's not weird or, or obscure. It's that you like a movie that goes in a direction completely different than yes. what you think it's going to go in. Yes. And I think uh, I'm going to ruin my horror movie cred. I'm going to guess that that's why neither of us liked Midsummer, And no, we didn't person. like the ending to Hereditary. So... Midsummer was okay, and I think that it got ruined for me because it got so much hype. Yeah. And I think it, had I seen it before everyone was like, oh, this is so great, I might have liked it more because I thought it was good. It built tension. There was mm-hmm. a lot of tension there, and it was a lot of like, one of the things I didn't like about it is like from the jump, you're like, you totally should not be doing anything you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Why are you why yeah. are you making these dumb choices? Yeah. Which I don't really care for in a movie. I don't like You don't care for in anything. I, yeah, I don't like um, you know, uncomfortable embarrass, embarrassment by proxy. I hate that shit. Yeah. Um, but uh Hereditary was just like I thought it was a great movie until the end. And then I was just like this is deep. the end felt like a cop out. Yeah, the end felt like um, <laughs> felt like uh, Stephen King didn't have someone come in and finish his book for him right. before it went on for a thousand pages. <laughs> um, <laughs> the hand of God literally appeared and grabbed a nuclear weapon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> God damn it, the stand. Uh, but yeah, it's it's. Strange to me, and I wonder, and I have wondered, all four of us are gamers. Mm-hmm. Do you find that because we are so often exposed to um, figure it out, figure out the plot, think ahead, that horror movies have to throw us for a swerve? Yes. Because Midsummer, my big problem with it was, five minutes in, I'm like, I know exactly how this is going to end. Precisely. But I don't think it's I, because we're gamers. I don't think so either. I I've been exposed to just a mess of people that feel like they walk into a murder mystery or a horror movie or something that they feel compelled that they have to figure it out right as yeah. soon as possible and then be able to tell everybody oh i already know yeah and i don't i don't like doing that i like i want to sit down i want to enjoy the ride i want to be surprised yeah, yeah. the only time i'm gonna do stuff like that is like when we sat down and watched midsummer i was just like i already know we were mm-hmm. 15 minutes into this movie and yeah. i'm like I already know how this movie goes and I fucking hate it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know how this plays out. Yeah. yeah. See, and that's the thing. Had there been something at the end that changed the perception? Yeah, if it would have taken a left turn and, like, right. aliens would have... What, <laughs> what was the one? Uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane? Ten Cloverfield no, no, Lane. Well, yeah, that's... Which that's I didn't I didn't like the la- the end of that one either. Oh, no, I, I love, love Ten movie. Cloverfield love Lane. love that, that movie. No, I was thinking the one, um, Ready or Not. Oh, oh Ready or yes. Not. Hell yeah. Right? So you're just like, you're there, and there's, you get to the end, and 
Spoiler alert. Like, we're gonna we're gonna get this all figured out. No, I'm just gonna kill you. And boom, what happens? Fucking rapture. Yeah. So like good. are you everybody just died for no reason. And there was a big that was a gong sound. Oh my god. They just raptured everybody. That was fucking brilliant. That was a great movie. Such a good Not movie. Not to ruin it, but but the end of the movie The Mist is another mm, classic. Oh, no, that's like just that. a punch in the fucking gut right there. Red State. Red State. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, give me Cabin in the Woods, you know, give me a, a really fun, Hard random left ending. Turn. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, also, uh, I, since we named several movies that she's in, I would like to name Samara Weaving as oh the my queen God. My God. of goddamn horror she's movies. She's the best. Yes. She's she the is fucking the best. best. She oh is. God! If you have not seen anything in her with her in it again, I don't got, know how that's possible. Ready or not, please. you got both the babysitter movies. Yeah. Those are the top of of what she, she was did. in. Something else that we were watching, like it was a an older movie, and it was she didn't have a main. Um, she was, was in it. it and she, three billboards. No, no we haven't seen that, that one yet. Oh, no, three billboards fun. outside Ebbing, Missouri is an amazing yeah. movie. It's there such was... a good movie. She has a tiny part in it. Yeah. yeah, we saw something and she came on screen and I was like, oh, tomorrow weaving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Guns Akimbo she was in. Oh, yes, yes I indeed. That. She oh, was, was a great movie. She was uh, uh, Bill's daughter in Bill and Ted Face the Music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she was in that uh, Mayhem. Yep. She was in Snake Eyes. She plays Scarlet. Oh, really? Yep. I haven't seen Snake Eyes. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. She showed up in uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah. She showed up in that uh, for like three episodes at the end of season one, uh, two. Two. I was just scrolling through my miscellaneous like, That's another one. and realized Ash, Ash like it's Dead. kind of an anthology series, but not really an anthology series. Follows the same family and is arguably the best horror that I have seen ever and i'm pretty sure you've seen this too which is lovecraft country oh god yes yeah yeah do not know how you can like if you are a fan of horror how you can watch lovecraft country and just not love the shit out of it right so good well i mean going back there's so many that i want to find because they're 80s and 90s had a lot of these anthology like Mm -hmm. the hitchhiker you remember the hitchhiker hitchhiker yep i never actually saw any of the hitchhiker oh it's so good yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. even going into uh, uh, Young Adult, there was Are You Afraid of the Dark on Nickelodeon. Uh, still, still, still hands down my favorite anthologies. Still holds about, up, too. About, oh, still Herbie holds up. I, I, I watched it. I watched a couple episodes like a couple weeks ago. And I just, I just love it. I, like, I, I'm, I'm, they kind of lose a lot of the conceit about the framing story with the Midnight Society as, as, as it goes on. But yeah. I love that. But like, contemporary to tales from the crypt you have tales from the dark side you have monsters you have the creep show films amazing um, stories amazing stories which you know is great you oh, had the, the 80s twilight zone the 80s outer limits yeah um, the 70s night gallery night gallery yeah the, I, anthology television has kind of always been around um you know for i mean you know because it, it it dates back anthology the anthology format you know dates as far as how we kind of know it dates back to like you know the radio dramas sure yeah there are tons of it so it's just, i mean it's, even I've if you talk about on on tv you start with mm-hmm. alfred hitchcock presents alfred hitchcock presents you have a, a kurt there's a kurt vonnegut one um there was ray bradbury theater mm-hmm. um there's just i mean there's just dozens and dozens and dozens of of these shows and and uh outer I, limits outer limits yeah i actually loved the 80s outer limits um but like you know, the thing like for me, like the I think something I think is interesting about Tales from the Crypt period is that like it, it really kind of never should have happened because it's like you know if you look at the comics themselves, like they're the reason we have we had the comics code, right? You know, and and kind of like the EC Comics was founded by you know the son of someone who worked for DC Comics, right? And then this the same guy William Gaines who who went on to do Mad Magazine. It's just for me, it's like there's a huge there's really interesting history behind all of DC comics. And to think that this thing that became kind of the villain uh, in pop culture, right. Of like, you know, like what think about what it's doing to our children, you know, warping their minds and driving right. people to murder and drugs and all this stuff. And like the huge uproar, like, you know, people my age are going to remember the Tipper Gore, um, mm, yeah. you know, parents, uh, you know, the, I forget what it was called. Like the thing about music, right. Labeling music is why we have explicit stickers on, Right. On, on 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 cassettes and CDs in the '90s and shit. So, um, and and why we end up with an ESRB for soft for for video games and software. 
um, th this was that back in the in the fifties and sixties for these comic books, and and to, to think of like something that's basically an underground property that became a, a villain in pop culture would then become this hugely successful uh, anthology television series thirty years later, you know, um, attracting some of the biggest talent and future talent in Hollywood is is just a wonderful story in and of itself to think of this property got its huge redemption arc. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting that you brought up the the comics code. Eventually, we will do a full full episode on the comics code because it's we'll do a full we'll do a series because it's crazy. Yeah. Like the kinds of things that that they they said, like you couldn't use horror or terror in your title. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, vampires. They, people are uh, vampires and zombies. Uh, were prohibited. Uh, ghouls, cannibalisms, werewolves, prohibited. So how do you make a lot of these horror comics? <laughs> you don't, is the answer. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it, they used to just print these without the comics code uh, label on it. Or they would reprint stuff from before the code and, like, edit it horribly. Um, but it shaped so much of the the... Nine, late 80s 90s comic book backlash you know uh -huh. things like spawn yep. were such a backlash against the comics code like you can't tell me what to do anymore dad <laughs> <laughs> but uh so one of the one of the things that i now remember that all of us wanted to uh talk about is the the files that we read uh were the original from the 70s Oof. uh comics Complete with the ads yeah. from oh, the yeah. 70s. Um, does anybody want to get 10 free Hitler stamps? Uh, no, but I want a wedding set that costs $2.90. Oh, skull. Oh, gold. <laughs> gold. Real. Real gold? No, it's just real. It's, a real it's just thing. real. It, it, it says gold, <laughs> and it says real somewhere on the same page. Yeah, and, and incredible. It's a real wedding set. Yeah. It's gold. That's right. <laughs> The only thing about it that's real is that it is a ring. <laughs> <laughs> I want a job selling, uh, what was the guy's name? Somebody somebody Leather Jackets? Mason Leather Jackets. Mason Leather Jackets, that's what it was. Mason Leather Jackets. That's what I want. I want to get a job selling Mason Leather Jackets. But what about getting the Charles Atlas seal of approval? Mm. Dude, okay, so the thing that actually bothered me the most about these comics was... When you go in and read the letters that people... Mm. I skipped right over You them. shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> um, most of them were just begging for free stuff. Mm -hmm. um, there was one that was like this girl from Germany that was like, do you believe in love? Um, and like all these other questions and it's like kind of broken English and that apparently was an actual like letter that got sent in. And I'm not sure if she was like writing because she was falling in love with the author. Um... A lot of these guys would just at the end of whatever they were writing just put in print my address. Yeah, they that was literally weird. put their full address in there, and I keep forgetting that this was how nerds got to know other nerds back in the day. Is you would write in a letter, whatever, and then just have them print your address, and then people would just like write to each write, other, write you a letter. They would yeah. write you a fucking letter. Yeah, remember that yeah. writing letters? Oh my god, I'm just looking at some of these. This this dude randomly, Dick Duggan of Dubuque, Iowa, uh -huh. randomly just wrote in and said, the white stiffs of Dover, all of me, why not eat all of me? I'm puking over my dead dog Rover. Right. That's the entirety of I the know, I, I, that one caught my eye because it was, it was actually a banner in the letters. Yes, that was one that the editors thought everyone should read. This was just, yeah, Crypt Keeper's Corner. Literally some of the creepiest shit ever. So that uh, that that letter uh, that I read is the reason that I was able to just scroll up and find it is I've got the comic that I read when I was young and impressionable that stayed with me for so long. And it's in Tales from the Crypt number 36. Um, it is called How Green Was My Alley. Oh, my god! about. And it's about a traveling salesman that marries two women uh -huh. and is like living yeah. a, a double life. Lives one week with one wife, one week with the other wife, and then two, two weeks, weeks on the road. road. 
and they they all meet up at like some sports thing because one wife is taking up golf, the other's taking up bowling. Yep. And the last scene is the wives find out, and the last scene is the golfer is putting with his eyes, and the bowler is using his eyeless skull to yep. bowl. Yep. It's so it's so good. It's one of those things where halfway through you know exactly what's going to happen, but you don't care because you're like, yes, I want to watch this. I want to watch yeah. this. This is so right? good. And that is why to this day I do not marry multiple people. That's and... why. Have, That's uh, why. have multiple lives. That's yeah. why. It has right. nothing to do with laziness. <laughs> That's why you didn't become a traveling salesman? Or, or right. morals or anything like that. Well, we all knew it's not because of morals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, some of these, yeah, the best ones of these are exactly like that, Jason. Like, none of these are surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all, like, just these stories that you're like, okay, well, we know what the twist is. We know what's coming up. But, man, yeah. I can't wait. Um, you know? And and some of these aren't necessarily morality tales. Because, like, if you look at Curiosity Killed, which is about a woman whose friend goes missing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she's trying to talk to, yeah. like, the woman's <laughs> husband. And finally finds yep. out that her yep. husband and that guy, like, are working yeah. in cahoots. And she gets murdered at the end. Yeah. I mean, really, her sin was being nosy. Right. Well, and overbearing to her also, husband. Yeah, that's true. I feel like they tell us she is that more than we see it. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, but yeah, like that's, that's all like, set up, yeah. We don't yeah. see a whole lot. Like a third to a half of each panel is text. Oh my God, there's <laughs> so much text. Yeah, and it's all like, it's all like, it's 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 handwritten, but it's like typewriter font. Like it's so, yeah. it's like, oh my God. And the thing is, is like, I, I discovered about the third issue that depending on what the story is, sometimes you can just skip the box text, which is describing mm-hmm. everything that's going on in the scene without actually showing it to you. Yes. Yeah. And just read like the speech bubbles and you're fine. But then there's other ones like, um, like the the chest, like the cedar chest that was up in the attic, where it's told from the perspective of the chest, or the one that's told from the perspective of the open grave in the cemetery, mm. where you can't read what's going on in the frame at all. You can't read the speech bubbles because it's it's just everything's flying by anyways and doesn't make any sense. And you have to read. Yeah, you yeah. have to read the prose. And actually, like those two specifically were really good. There was a lot of great, almost bordering on poetry in those. Like, the writing was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's excellent prose in there, but it's just so much. Like, you <laughs> yeah. could have you could have written some short stories with these and not yeah. put any pictures, and that would have been fine. Right. That's how a lot of them feel, too. Like, the cabbie. The one about the, 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 the cabbie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that one, the story is almost entirely within the text and you know that's one of those things where you can kind of remove the images and just read it and be fine right but, it's, yeah. but i love that that's another one where it's like uh i thought the writing was actually really good and, and the kind of repetition of some of the phrasing and stuff like that as the story loops back around um i like that one a lot though well any uh further thoughts before our final question just that i think i mean tales the crypt is is just for me, it is the it is the blueprint. I said that, like, the, you know, Are You Afraid of the Dark is my favorite, favorite anthology series, and that holds true. But, like, Tales from the Crypt wasn't the first horror anthology, but I feel like it perfected it. It knew, and it and, and it, it, it oozed. It had so much style and so much attitude. Like, it's it was self-aware that the Crypt Keeper, of what the Crypt Keeper was, you know, as far as just over the top, very much in, this, in the vein of the, of the source material, Crypt Keeper and, and Vault Keeper and Old Witch and stuff like that um but it just it had it had such a clear identity and owned what it was it owned right. the fact that it was it had you know really bad puns and and ghoulish humor <laughs> and that it would be absolutely ridiculous at times and that it would be gory at times and it just it just but because it was so confident in itself you could just watch the episode and enjoy it and it wasn't you know if that's done wrong you end up with like a with a really bad b movie yeah absolutely yeah. But it did it right. It knew what it was. It owned it, and it, it it strode into the room confidently every single time. And not every episode is an absolute winner, but it's kind of like pizza, right? Like a, a bad episode yeah. of Tales of the Crypt, still pretty good. Yeah. And when yeah. and when it got it right, when it knocked it out of the park, it was just this just absolutely amazing thirty minute story, um, self contained little horror story. And I just I love that series. I have a lot of affection for that series. Yeah, I will say the the uh, it's they're also uh tight stories mm-hmm. so there's not a lot of fat 
in the story. There are uh, in a couple of the comic books. There's probably a couple pages that I could have been like, okay, yeah. well, this, they were obviously stretching yeah, here, right. but none of the episodes, like every moment, even when you know it's the it's in the first episode with William Sadler, even when he's like walking down the street talking to the camera, like that builds. Your understanding of this world and this story, and I think mm-hmm. that was what I did with a lot of the reading. Is even if I even if I knew I was skimming, because each one of these issues took me almost an hour to. Read. Yeah. Um, so even if I was skimming, even if I wasn't reading the de- descriptive text at the top of each frame, I always read those couple introductory paragraphs yeah. because yeah. I knew that was going to set everything up for me, and right. then I could just roll with it. So. Uh, Jason, I'm not going to ask you the question because you own all of them on DVD and, uh, <laughs> although, and, and you have looked them up before. So Bear, uh, two-parter, are you interested in reading more of these comics and are you interested in watching the other six seasons? Six seasons. I, if I had easy access, I'd probably watch the other six seasons. Um, definitely. Would I read more? Probably not. It's just a lot. It is so much text. Um, but while we were sitting here and we were talking about anthology series and stuff like that, it actually, I mean, it really makes me just talking about this really makes me want to go back and watch Lovecraft Country and watch Black Mirror. Because I think there's like two seasons of Black Mirror that I haven't, so I get like five seasons now. I think I've only seen some three. We're halfway through the second season of American Horror Story. I really loved the first season. Yeah, the first season um, was so good. And, and so, and I'm, I'm, the second season is starting to ramp up, so, so I do want to watch it. Um, but yeah, a lot of those, I don't want to rewatch. I want to watch new stuff. Sure. I also want to, like, I was just flipping through here on Google, just looking for, just trying to see what was out there for other, like, if there was a lot of other horror anthology stuff out there. And most stuff is just like, it's got a season, you know, it, you know, might have two seasons. Doesn't look like most of the stuff went real far, but there's two here that I hadn't heard of before and want to go check out. Um, one of them is called Channel Zero. Apparently, Channel there's four, four Channel seasons Zero. of. I think I've seen the first episode of. <clears throat> Channel Zero it. is very like a creepy pasta. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's good, and yeah. it has an adaptation of uh, Chris Straub's uh, Kendall Cove. Oh, if you guys, if you're familiar with that, it's really good. Uh, I am not, but I would. I mean, it looks like if it made it four seasons, I kind of want to check it out and see, you know, see what's up with it. And this other one that looks interesting is called Two Sentence Horror Stories. Hmm. which there were three seasons interesting i would also throw uh it, it's a little more comedy um but hulu had only sadly only one season but it was called dimension 404 mm-hmm. yep. and it did uh like it, it had a lot of the star power like so it's it's cameos were the fun part of it um but they were horror ish but more goofy horror um but i enjoyed it it was it was fun Ooh, there's another one I hadn't watched in a while. Penny Dreadful. Oh, yeah. Which was actually pretty... I mean, it was kind of like Lovecraft Country. It might not be like episode-by-episode episode anthology, but you'd get like a two- or three-run stretch before it switched over to a different character. Right, but that was like the horror version of Once Upon a Time, where it's all these yeah. characters that you know, and they're going to weave a story of them into each other, which yep. I'm down with. So, Jen, read and watch. Um, I don't think I'll read anymore. Uh, I would be interested in checking out, you know, like cherry picking some episodes in um, other five seasons. Six. Or six. We've watched one. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Then I would cherry pick shows in the six seasons that we didn't watch. Yeah. Um, I, this is one that like, if I see a comic, like a collection at a half price books, I'll probably pick it up. Yeah. Just to have on my shelf because it's kind of cool. Um, you know, it's a piece of history more than it's anything else. Uh, but the show I will probably run through the rest of. I just really like Tales from the Crypt. Uh, you know, up to and including like even uh, Tales from the Hood, Bordello oh, of Blood. Mm-hmm. You know. Are you afraid of the dark? Are they, yeah. Oh, like, so you know, tis the season. Actually, all year is the season. But today... Happy Halloween. <laughs> uh, Jason, thank you so much for joining us. This has thank been fantastic. Thank you for having me. Once thank again, you. the the our, our horror car correspondent. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Horror and Archie and... <laughs> <laughs> that, right there. I and, and, and the Archie horror stuff. Uh, oh, not, my God. You're not right. just Sabrina, but uh, 
Yeah. But, you know, Riverdale. you Jughead as a werewolf, you want Veronica as a vampire, Archie has you. Yep. Oh, no, that one was, uh, oh, my God, I can't remember the name of it now. Is it Vampironica? No, it's, uh, Sabrina. No. It was, there was, uh, that moment of the crossover with, um, Betty and Veronica into that horror. Yes, yeah. but the, the, there was a specific There's a title yeah. that the first episode, Afterlife with Archie. Afterlife yeah. with Archie, yeah. Yeah, because yep. the first the first issue is uh, Hot Dog dies, so Jughead rec- uh, resurrects him with the Necronomicon. Uh. Yep, yep. Oh, that's good. a great series. That's a that's it's super fun. Like yeah. they have a good time with it. Friend of the show, uh, J.R. Green, loves that. Oh he yeah, that. no, it's it's he so loves good. That run. It's so good. I have to pick it up sometime soon too. But yes, as as we we had you on before for Sabrina, which the the th- chilling adventures of sabrina is still going um it came back right the the, the yeah. comic series I, I haven't picked it up i haven't picked up the new run but i'm glad because it it, it just fizzled out yeah. <laughs> yes. know, originally so yeah. I'm glad it came back now that i guess the the netflix series is over uh they can focus on the comic again right well and there is now an entire archie horror print like uh umbrella umbrella yeah yeah, yeah. So yep. it's got Afterlife with Archie there. It's got Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Jughead the Hunger, Jughead, uh, <laughs> yep. Vamp, Vampironica, Vampironica, yep, Blossom Six Six Six. Yeah, then it goes into things like Jughead the Hunger versus Vampironica. Yes, indeed. Archie versus Predator. <laughs> Archie versus Predator. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> really yeah. rooting for Archie on that one, yeah. right? Uh, but yeah, so so go and enjoy your Halloween, everyone. Go and uh, and uh, be be spoopy. Yeah, uh, we all love you, <laughs> uh, Jason. Always good to hear from you. Always a great time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, everyone, t- tune in in two weeks when we will be doing Shang Chi. Ah. Ah. Which we've already recorded at this point, and it was fun. It was fun. So uh, until then, uh, we do have a special treat that we did not talk about, and that is Tales from the Crypt in the 90s dropped The Crypt Jam, which I played for Bear and sent to Jason earlier. Jen is well aware of it because I have it on our Halloween mix. And he plays it all the fucking time. (laughs) And and it's a special treat. Oh, are you going to... For you, our listeners, oh, it will be it. the closing music oh, to well, this episode. Yeah, so uh, so you can now hear the Crypt Jam. I'm sorry, I didn't do this. I didn't have anything to do with I it. I especially had nothing to do with the permission of this happening. It's all my fault. Awesome. I'm glad you took the blame, because it really is my fault. But at least this way I could say it's split at 50-50. <laughs> so uh, take it away, Crypt Keeper. <laughs> Welcome, kiddies. Would you like to dance to death? All you have to do is come to the Crypt Keeper's party. A monster bash, if you will. Come on down!
listen to me. 